0: Welcome to episode 15. This is a continuation of the conversation from episode 14 about finding your niche. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check that out and then come back here. This one is all about um, taking it one step further to talk about how you can approach the niche once once you've decided on the right market segment to go after. You need to show up with the right positioning and messaging. And in some cases, you need to stake a claim to a guarantee that only you can fulfill because of your unique value proposition within that market segment. Let's jump in. In our last episode, we talked about um, finding your niche and understanding how big or small it should be, and then picking the smallest viable market um, and focusing on them. And I think one of the, some of the questions that that brings up is, once you've found that market that you you say, "This is my ideal customer." And these are the people that I know are the the right personas that we should be talking to. How do you get to the point where you understand the right ways to position your company for them? When you talk to them, what are the things that you bring up first? Um, and how do you actually get to the point where you say, um, we're the only company that does this for these kinds of people? I think, it can become a, like thinking about it in the grand scheme is just very uh, daunting. There's so many places to start. So I'm wondering if you have any easy ways to to get to that point. Um, and if you have any like frameworks around how to separate yourself in a crowded market and uh, strategies for positioning your company.
1: Yeah, great great question. I think there are a couple things you can test for. One what I always like to use is as a litmus test if you claim that you're the only one who can do something for your given market segment that you're targeting right so if you have said hey this is the niche segment that i want to nail this is the part of the market where i feel my value prop is unique then you should be able to stake that claim in a very concrete way. You should be able to, for example, provide a guarantee of some sort, right? Some kind of service level guarantee or a guarantee for certain outcomes that is very hard to match for anybody else, right? Or you can make a promise, whether that's, you know, ranging from money back guarantees to... Um, We promise you to be up and running within a certain amount of time that make it really clear that you feel so confident about your value proposition and the relevance of that value proposition for the market you're servicing that nobody else can match that and that your uh, ability to deliver and and to prove that with real outcomes um, is is for you you good enough so you can put your money where your mouth is. Uh, guarantees promises are a good way to do that Um, you're basically setting the bar for others and that's not easy right but it sort of forces you to really also make your niche so small that you do have a unique value proposition that allows you to do that and if you're not maybe you need to make your you know your target market smaller if you're not able to do something better than everybody else and make that concrete with a promise or a guarantee, then maybe you should add another another sort of filter to the market that you're trying to service. Maybe you, you pick a certain very specific problem that nobody else is focused on solely. And because you focus on just solving that problem, you can do that better than anybody else.
0: Would you feel comfortable, like, uh, sharing some examples of promises and maybe, like, what do you see Kalungi's promise as being?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think what we do, we it, it took a while to get here, right? It took about 10 years of leading and helping uh, B2B SaaS companies do their marketing to get to where we are now, where we say, hey, if you are part of our ideal customer profile, if you're not larger than, let's say, nine, $10 million in ARR, and if you don't have an existing large marketing team, and you have not really invested a lot in marketing before, then we believe that our playbook and our team of people who've done this before and our best practices can match anything else, right? Whether it's you hiring your own team or or hiring an agency who may not be focused, you know, as specifically on small um, B2B SaaS ventures like we are, then we think we can just have a better better outcomes. And because those... If If those are just words, um they're not very meaningful, right? So we basically have say, and because we believe that, we will yeah you know, allow you to pay us for performance to to put part of our retainer, part of what you pay Kalungi um, to make that subject to us achieving actual marketing outcomes. And that means we have to really make our market segment that we focus on really small. It basically means we don't include customers who just want us to run part of their marketing because we, because if we don't control all the variables, if we cannot run the complete marketing function and own, for example, the content quality and the fact that there's good solid marketing position, and the fact that the website is managed correctly and the SEO is really well executed, then of course we will not sign up for results. So by, by making that promise and, and claiming that we have that value proposition that nobody else can match, we also force ourselves to now limit the amount of customers that are, are a good fit for our uh, what we have to offer. Right, It means that customers who don't want that full you know, outsourced marketing service who are not maybe a typical B2B SaaS venture who are too big maybe for what we do, they of course don't fit that, uh, that niche and then we cannot uh, service them with that value proposition. But if they do fit it, then we can basically make that promise and we can guarantee them um, that we are going to deliver on those outcomes if we follow our playbook.
0: Got it. That's super helpful because I think... Oftentimes, when we talk about making a guarantee or taking a claim, making a promise to your prospects to your customers, a lot of people go to this idea that it needs to be: we can do, you know, we can improve your process by X percent, guaranteed, or it has to be tied to a specific number, um, which can be challenging in a lot of cases, especially when there's when you have when you are dealing with customers. In scenarios that just have too many variables to account for, right? So I think understanding that it that guarantee can also just be being better than the alternative options can be enough. If your promise is just that you are going to solve their problem better than the incumbent, whether the incumbent is a tool like Excel, like a manual process, or it's an existing, um, service or one of your competitors if your guarantee is just that you can do a better job at um, solving their need than the existing way that they do it that's enough to be a promise to be like a a claim or a guarantee would you agree with that or am i off base there
1: no that's a good point Uh, i believe that to get to that really specific guarantee or promise you may just have to make the segment a little smaller right let's let's use an example let's say you're a company that sells a software solution um to to manage um the relationship and the logistics with delivery uh, companies right you you sell something you sell a product and you need that to be delivered. You need a logistic sort of uh, function in your business. And so there's a software company that sells software that does that for you, that manages all the relationships with the digital relationship with FedEx, with UPS, etc. to be basically your outsourced uh, delivery um, department. And, and so this software company does that. They could make a promise and even guarantee that they can shave off, let's say, 10% of the cost that you pay to external delivery vendors If you are in a certain market segment that might be defined by you don't have software today to manage your relationship with with FedEx and UPS, et cetera. And I think that if I'm that software company and I have data, I have enough data that out of the 100 customers that we service, 90% of those have achieved, let's say, 20% in savings then I might be very comfortable to making a promise or a guarantee that you'll save at least 10%. Even if that's not going to be true in 100% of the cases, in those few instances, you'll be able to sort of maybe give a money back guarantee or sort of make up for that in other ways. But it still probably allows you to make that promise from a value proposition perspective. But only if you can make then sort of your segment precise enough that it only includes customers who don't have a solution like that today.
0: Right. That makes sense. And so for for customers where let's say you have a solution and it's mm. I don't want to say commoditized, but the the service offering is very very similar to the other um the other products on the market. Let's say again, you're a software company that handles the logistics for shipments. Um, and there's a ton of other companies that do that and they all do it really well. Like it, it's all so optimized. Um, one additional way to maybe slice the market down would be to say uh, you see some, you see some patterns of customers that need their shipments to be um, delivered in under a certain amount of time. And to be delivered with a certain amount of accuracy, or uh, like a certain percentage of those deliveries um, are guaranteed to get there securely without any issues of being stolen or something. So if you can make a promise that your service does, you know, delivers securely and on time under a certain threshold for time better than any of the other companies, then you can stake a claim to being the one solution that's looked to for security and speed over the rest of the the market. The the offering is still the same, but if you're the if you want to get your package there securely and quickly, then you look to us. That's maybe another way to think about slicing things down.
1: Absolutely. And I think what is a great example of um, making that promise or that guarantee even more um, explicit is to then make it part of how you let your customers pay you, right? If you have a pay for performance part of your um, the way you price, eh, that's real value-based pricing. We talk a lot about going from you know, cost-based pricing to market-based pricing to, to value-based pricing. This is how you do that. And if you're not comfortable... That you're not able to to provide that sort of unique differentiator, that that guarantee, that promise that might be just an indicator that the market segment you're focused on is a little too large where you don't really understand that you're not able to articulate your value proposition correctly. And you're definitely not capable of turning that into measurable value that you are delivering. Because if you can, then you should be able to, to do some form of value-based pricing, pay for performance um, or a promise or a guarantee. So it's a great litmus test, I think to sort of is your niche small enough Is your value prop concrete enough and real for the niche that you're trying to win? Um, And how do you then turn that into the right sort of um, messaging and, and marketing execution?